is going on, everybody? My name is Jesse Rivera, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Comic Talk, the podcast, episode number 91. 91. Where has the time gone? I was, I was looking through all the old episodes the other day, and I've done a ton of episodes, and I really have enjoyed every single one of them. Uh, every single person I've got to talk I remember uh, a lot of people, like, I really wasn't even friends with them before I did the episode. Uh, for example, Serena Gamboa, she came over, and I think we had met, like, once or twice, like, after one of her shows. We just, like, shook hands and said, hey, great set, you know, what it's like. Um, and we ended up being really good friends. We're, we're great friends on Instagram now. We're always uh, chatting, always supporting each other. That's that's something that I, that I really like. Uh, when I do these podcasts and I create a bond with these people, um, even like when the pandemic started and I found myself in a place where people weren't able to come over the house anymore and I started doing the podcast over Zoom and I really thought I was going to lose like that intimacy, but in a way it, it forced me to really dig in and try to like replace that intimacy with like better questions and and it really let me like study their reactions to the questions a lot more because I'm just looking at them on the screen. You know, I could I could kind of vibe off them and see like what questions they were digging, what questions they weren't. And I think when I was doing the interviews in my living room, that was something that I kind of overlooked sometimes because, you know, there's just so much going on inside the house that I'm trying to pay attention to, like, you know, the the guests and then um, of course the guests, but like. You know the, the the audio and how it's coming through this and that and when i record uh with zoom i don't really pay attention to the audio because zoom does such a great job of fixing the audio for me so i think right now the audio is a little bit a little bit hot coming in hot we'll lower it a little bit maybe turn the gain down just a little bit uh that might be a little bit better but i don't know um interviewed a lot of people and i'm still going to interview a lot more but no guests this week, uh, and I don't really mind not having a guest because, dude, um, setting everything up and like scheduling the time and then uh, doing the editing and then sending them links and it's it's exhausting and um, I'm just a little bit burned out. Not gonna lie, a little bit burned out on doing all the editing. Uh, my job, I've been working a, a funny schedule because of the time of year it is. So, uh, I've been a little bit uh, more tired than I normally am uh, when I hit the weekends. So, but that's getting ready to change, getting ready to go back to a normal schedule next week. So, um, I think I will get over this little uh, burnout that I've been going through. But I still want to get up on here and talk a little bit and just, you know, talk about stuff that I did this week. What did I do this week? Okay, so this week, this weekend was actually one of the first weekends in a really long time where i looked forward to friday like it was normal like it wasn't the pandemic normally like during this pandemic friday hits and i'm just like there's nothing to do i'm like you know and, and you know I, I do have the podcast but there's and in the past there would always be stuff that i would look forward to on the weekend this weekend was one of those weekends where i was so looking forward to friday i knew that I wanted to watch the Kings game uh, Friday right after work. They played at uh, 4.30. Uh, they won that game. 
Did they win or did they lose? I don't even remember anymore. I watched the, No, they won that game because they lost Saturday. And, um, but like work was over at five. Uh, I stayed a little bit over to finish some stuff, but I had the Kings game on and I was relaxing. I was having a good time. And then as soon as the Kings game was over, I got my dinner situation situated and uh, I put on some candles and I turned off all the lights and I watched that new Denzel Washington movie. What's it called? The Little Things. Let me tell you. Uh, the movie, it, it takes place in L.A., but Denzel plays a Kern County Sheriff. And that was really interesting because I never thought I would hate Denzel more than I hated him in Training Day when he just betrayed everybody, right? It was so easy to hate that Denzel. And I was like, I will never hate Denzel more in a movie I was wrong. The minute I saw Denzel in a Kern County Sheriff uniform, I was like, oh, God, I hate him. Uh, and, I, like, the sheriff's never done anything bad to me, but just, just like, oh, now he's a cop. He's a cop in my town. And it was it was rough. And, uh, you know, uh, Kern County Sheriff's got a, they got a reputation. They got a reputation. Um, they earned it. So uh, seeing Denzel in a Kern County Sheriff uniform was uh it was pretty cool and the movie itself a lot of plot twists it's it's really dark and um what's the guy's name remy malik the guy that played freddie mercury he was great he was excellent but there was like some scenes in the movie where it like remy and denzel were in the same scene and it's like he was trying too hard to to match denzel's energy like he like he was like this is my big moment to be on screen with Denzel and and I think he kind of he he kind of it kind of made his performance not as strong as if he'd have just been acting with another actor um I don't know just my hot take on that you know I uh can you hear Penelope eating Of course she stopped right when I said that um Another thing this week is that, uh, so last week I talked about that I sold a bunch of records and they shipped this week. And, um, one of the dudes that I sold like 10 records to posted in the Facebook group about some other records, not my records, but posted about a record that he had bought that wasn't the condition that had been promised and that he wrote a bad review and he kind of he kind of shit on the dude who sold him a record. Now all the other people in the Facebook group kind of came to the other dude's defense. They were like, "Hey, like, if the record wasn't what he promised, you should have uh, sent him an email and asked him for a credit or for a refund before you wrote a bad review on the guy." And he kind of like defended his stance of like writing a bad review. And I was like, "Holy crap! I hope this guy is happy with the records I sent him." Because, you know, I don't want someone to write a bad review about me in a Facebook group. Like, because, really, this is the only uh, place where I've tried to sell records is inside this group. And all it would take is, like, one person. You know how social media is? It just takes one. All it would take is, like, one person to write a bad review. And then, like, my name is bad, right? So I was really nervous. Um, I messaged him when I saw that the records got delivered. And he said, I'll, I'll listen to them tonight. Or he said, I'll, I'll open it tonight. And uh, Saturday morning, I woke up and I had received a message from him. 
and said, uh, the, the records are great. The condition is what you promised. Thanks a lot. So uh, weight off my shoulders there. Uh, the other guy that I sold records to, he was also happy with what he purchased. And so I went ahead and put some more records up for sale and sold a bunch more records on Saturday. And uh, I had to take like, I, I think I took like six packages to the post office on Saturday. And I was in there, but I ordered my own uh, scale and uh, I'm going to get my uh, my printer out of the garage and set that up. So hopefully, oh, and also I didn't know this, but U.S. Postal will give you a bunch of free shipping supplies. All you got to do is you go onto their website and order them. So I ordered uh, 25 free boxes to ship records in. So uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks, I won't, uh, I'll only have to go to the post office to drop the stuff off. It'll, I'll be able to print the labels here, weigh it, know how much to pay, pay for it, print my own shipping labels, and then just go drop them off. I think I could even do something where I schedule a pickup, but that might be like a day or two of a wait. And I don't want to keep the people waiting if they bought something. So selling records is, is a lot of fun. Um, and it's just clearing up room. I got, I have way too many records. Um, but I think I still bought more records this week than I sold because I found some great stuff at the Goodwill the other day. Uh, I'm an Elvis fan. I, I, I love Elvis. Uh, but I, not all Elvises, and there there's a ton of Elvis, like, you you always find Elvis stuff at the Goodwill, like, tons of it, but it's always, like, beat up, and, you know, like, it got, it got played a lot, and it's not taken care of. I found these really cool Elvis records, and, like, one of them was, like, Elvis Live at Madison Square Garden, and then two other ones are Italian Imports, and picked up those records I picked up a Patsy Cline record. I picked up a Samantha Fox record. Uh, Ray Parker Jr. Uh, it's uh, called Chartbusters. Ray Parker Jr.'s Greatest Hits. Picked up a couple of uh, Sammy Hagar records. All of these were $2 a piece. How can you pass on that, man? Two bucks. So uh, I, bought, <laughs> I bought 12 records one day, which is $24. And then uh, the next day, I think I bought three. So I uh, spent like 30 bucks. Got like... I don't know, like 15 records. And uh, yeah, see, I'm pretty good at math. So uh, I sold like 11 records, but I bought like 15. So I'm still up four records. Uh, I'm moving backwards a little bit, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna put some records up for sale every Friday night uh, with the hopes that I could ship them Saturday morning and get rid of a couple, you know, get rid of some stuff that I just don't listen to it. I mean, it's good stuff. Like I sold all my Led Zeppelin, except for Led Zeppelin 3, like, Led Zeppelin 3 is really the only Led Zeppelin I ever listened to. Um, I sold a couple of Peter Tosh records. I only listened to the live one. Uh, I was willing to sell some Bob Marley records because all I really listened to is uh, Rastaman Vibration and Bob Marley Live. But even like the Bob Marley stuff, it's been reissued on these beautiful like uh, half speed 45s. Like, like, like it plays at 45 speed and they, they sound amazing. So I might just get, uh, Rostam and Vibration is really the one I love and the live album is the one I love. So I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to, to part ways with those because people want the Led Zeppelin and the Bob Marley just because it's Led Zeppelin. I mean, that's why it's in my collection because when I started buying records, I was like, oh, I have to have every Bob Marley. I have to have every Led Zeppelin, but 
I don't play it. I don't play it. It's it's not, you know, I, I play the same stuff over and over again. Um, I'm kind of trying to get an ear for jazz and an ear for country. That Patsy Cline I'm super happy about. I still love my soundtracks, even though I sold a bunch of soundtracks. Um, you know, it's just a, a, my collection is a work in progress, and I just don't want it to get old and stale. And if it's old and stale, then fucking let's get it out of here and let's let's put it in someone's collection who wants to listen to it, you know? So that's all I'm trying to do with the records. Um, I wanted to talk about Miley Cyrus, you know? Uh, remember, like, in 20... Was it, like, in 2012, 2013... When she was on the uh, VMAs with uh, uh, Robin Thicke and she did the whole tongue thing and everybody was kind of tired and burned out on Miley Cyrus. But, dude, that was kind of Miley just like trying to find herself, you know? And I, it seems like every week I, somebody on my Facebook thread will post a video of Miley doing an amazing cover of another artist's song up. Uh, uh, this week I saw her do a cover of the Cranberries Zombie, which that song is freaking powerful. Like any, all the Cranberry songs are, are just powerful and so well written. And, uh, it's just a trip to hear, like the Cranberries are so old that people are doing great covers of them now, you know, and rest in peace to Laura So Um, but Miley's covers are always amazing and she always has like the best musicians backing her up. Probably something she learned from her dad. Like, you know, these these artists, these singer-songwriters, they they go out on tour and they, they put together just like the best bands possible because it just makes them sound that much better. Not that they aren't talented already, but it just like whatever you surround yourself with, you rise to that level. So I totally get what she's doing. But I'm just saying, I hope that when this is all over again, she goes out on tour and does like you know her hits and a bunch of covers. I am all in on a Miley Cyrus tour. I'm down. Anybody want to go see Miley Cyrus with me? Hit me up when you hear that she is touring and she's in Northern California because I am down to go see Miley Cyrus. Um, why isn't everybody doing uh, Target drive up? Why would you go into a Target right now? Um, ever, like I, I've gone into Target, I, I was going to Target a lot cause like, you know, you still need like necessities and well, they sell records. So I, I did go to, I was going to Target, you know, maybe once a week and is, there's just too many people in there and too many people just like wearing their fucking mask under their nose that they don't know where, how to wear a mask, you know? Um, so I started doing the, the drive up when I was in Bakersfield and that's the only way I go to Target now. Like, you order on the app on your phone, and you pay for it on your phone, and then you get an alert that says it's ready, and then you hit the thing saying, I'm on my way, and you get there, and you park, and they bring you your stuff to the car. The longest I've had to wait is five minutes, and it is amazing. Uh, my shampoo, all the stuff, like that kind of stuff, that's how I'm buying it these days. Target drive up. Why isn't everyone doing it? I don't know, man. Um, Super Bowl parties. What, what's going to happen with this? I, I'm really curious to see um, how people are going to behave uh, for the Super Bowl because we all know that the Super Bowl is always the cause for people to just throw these huge parties with like, you know, 30 people stuffed into a living room, uh, you know, 
of food laid out and everyone just eating all day, uh, glutton, and then just being worthless the next day at work. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, folks. Even though the numbers are going down and people are getting vaccinated, it's still not safe. And I, I hope that everyone behaves themselves this weekend and just resist like come on guys like we already fucking we made like fourth of july memorial day christmas new year's thanksgiving easter we already blew off all those holidays let's just blow off a couple more and get through this thing alive alive you know i don't know man like i i enjoyed super bowl parties as much as the next guy but we don't get to go to super bowl party this year not a big deal Oh, there's Penelope. There she is. Um, there's already been a lot of things we've given up. What's giving up a couple more months till we really get this thing under control, man? I don't know. And who are you picking in the Super Bowl? Everyone loves to go against Tom Brady. Um, you know, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting because I, I, I think, I think, um, I think uh, the the Tom Brady has better coaching on his side. Um, whereas uh, Mahomes has like the like the the young upstart team, but it's got some experience. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting, but I'm gonna say uh, Kansas City. I'm gonna say Kansas City by uh, six and a half, a solid touchdown, and the score will be under 50 points. So under 50 points total, Kansas City by six and a half, and I think that uh, Tom Brady will draw first blood. He will score on the first drive of the game. Those are my Super Bowl predictions. Uh, let's see. The, oh, Amanda Gorman is going to be on the Super Bowl pregame. How awesome is that? L.A. in the house. Um, uh, the Poet Laureate of the inauguration. She's going to be there. And I think that's great. Um, I don't know what they're doing about um, entertainment. but uh, Or who's the halftime show is. But... Um, yeah. Oh, so earlier I was talking about that. I was looking forward to the weekend. So Friday was cool. And I was also looking forward to Saturday because it was the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. And uh, Machine Gun Kelly, did Eminem just banish him from hip hop? And now he's got to be like this power pop, like wannabe Blink-182 guy. I mean, I guess the songs were good. And, you know, he was playing the guitar and, you know, acoustic and electric and singing. But... MJK, MG, M, M, MGK, I don't know, banished from hip-hop, obviously, by Eminem. Uh, the Saturday Night Live, was, it wasn't great, it wasn't horrible, but you know what it also wasn't? It wasn't a bunch of guest stars. There was no Jim Carrey, there was no Maya Rudolph, there was no uh, Alec Baldwin, and I'm kind of glad because... Even though that stuff was was great, you know, Maya Rudolph, everyone loves Maya Rudolph. I'm not dissing on Maya Rudolph. I love Maya as much as the next gal, right? But <clears throat> I'm glad that they gave this opening show to the cast and let the cast. The cast was strong. Um, they were great. Um, can't really think of you know, uh, uh, any of their names right now, but... The 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 sketches the sketches were good. There wasn't their best show. It wasn't their worst show, but it was their show. They didn't uh, rely on Jim Carrey or Alec Baldwin or Mia Rudolph, Maya Rudolph, to uh, get them through the cold open. They they did it all themselves, and I'm glad that that's how they did it because 
you know, um, there was a time when Jim Carrey wasn't famous. There was a time when Maya Rudolph wasn't famous. And they were given opportunities to create these great characters. And I think that's what we have not seen uh, from Saturday Night Live in the last uh, couple of years because they've really been relying heavily on the Alec Baldwins and the Maya Rudolphs to come back and give everybody what they wanted. So uh, Saturday Night Live was great, and I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a there's a podcast I love to listen to called The Rewatchables, and they recently did uh, Terminator 1 and 2. I listened to both of those uh, podcasts during this past week, and I rewatched Terminator 1 and 2, and man, how great were these movies? And um, they kind of posed the question of, like, uh, what's what's James Cameron's, like, highest point of, like, James Camerondom, right? Like, was it Terminator 2? Was it Titanic? Was it Avatar? Uh, I'm going to say Terminator 2 is, like, when he's, like, I don't know, though. Titanic is fucking good, right? Titanic is great. I don't know. And Avatar... As great as Avatar was, I've seen it one time, right? As blown away as my mind was and as as awestruck as I was when I left the theater and all the different emotions that Avatar put me through in the theater, I've only seen it the one time, right? Titanic, I've seen it hundreds of time, times. Um, and I still watch it every once in a while. Like, if it's on TV, I'm going to sit down and watch for a little while, right? Um... I hadn't watched Terminator 2 in years and watched it today and it, it holds up. It is great. Um, and it's 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 part of that whole like uh, sci-fi horror genre, right? That is so good. And I think I want to watch Aliens tonight. Uh, stay up a little bit late and watch Aliens. I think, I think that's how my weekend is going to end. But yeah. Okay, guys. Gals. Everybody, I just wanted to come on here and chat for a little bit and just let everybody know that I'm good. I hope you're good. I hope you're masking up. It's great to see like every day on my Facebook feed, uh, somebody that I did not know worked in the health field um, is getting their shot. And I like just normal everyday people that I know from the comedy spot or from doing stand up are just posting their vaccine selfies and I cannot wait um, to uh, till the day that everybody gets to do their their, uh, their vaccine selfie. And I know a lot of people are against it. Hey, if you're against it, you're against it. That's cool, dude. Like, you do you, boo, right? But I'm for it. I'm encouraging people to get it. Um, I'm encouraging people to get tested and I'm encouraging people to wear the mask and social distance. I know stuff is starting to open back up, but I mean, just look at the numbers, man. They're there every day. Like, I look at the Sacramento numbers every day, and there's like eight fatalities, 12 fatalities, 13 fatalities. You know, even though the hospitalizations are going down, let's give these let's let's give these doctors and nurses a break, man. Let's fucking do what we can to to ease up on all of this craziness because it's been too long and it's been stressful. And it's fucking with a lot of people's mental, man. And like, you know, I've had my dark moments, uh, but I've got a, a solid core of family and friends that are always there for me when I when I reach out and I and I find myself in a dark place where I'm just like, this is horrible. I can't go on. Well, I always do, right? Like we go on, man. Like 
we're gonna get through this, but we gotta be vigilant and we gotta stay strong these last these next few months because so it's make it or break time, right? So I love seeing people getting their vaccine and I I like when I go out and everyone is wearing a mask and I'm not sitting there tripping because some fool isn't wearing a mask and talking to everybody. So everybody be good. Take care of each other. I miss you. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah,